Well, Dr. MacArthur, it's been really great to spend this time with you in your office and talking about books that influenced you. And few times you've taken us back to the Puritans, and I think you're going to take us back there again mm -hmm. for this last book that you want to talk about. Yeah, <clears throat> it fell into my hands um, a number of years ago, and the title is The Valley of Vision mm. uh, by Arthur Bennett. It is a compilation of Puritan prayers. Um, you don't know wh whose yeah, prayer you're reading. Right, they're yeah. just in there. They're in there, and they're not attributed at all. So, But <clears throat> um, again, my life is a combination of many things, and we started talking about the existence and attributes of God. Stephen Charnock. And Charnock, mm -hmm. and your view of God is the foundation of everything. And, and we, we talked about worship and what it means to really worship, uh, thinking deeply about the Word of God, um, and, and having elevated worship. And as part of elevated worship, I was always concerned about the superficiality of prayer that I heard in churches. Um, I didn't hear what, what I had come to understand was kind of the priestly role of the shepherd in, in, in preaching. I'm the prophet. I bring the word of God to the people. But in praying, I'm the priest and I take the people before the Lord and I'm lifting that congregation into his presence. Um, and I always saw that priestly role as that intercessory role. And I, I struggled week after week after week to take that pastoral prayer. I, I, I didn't want to pray about broken legs and hospital visits and all of that. There's a place for that in the body of Christ, and that's well covered, you know, as believers care for each other. But my role as a priest who was lifting people before the Lord was challenging to me. And so I was struggling to not be repetitive because I'm praying every week, every week, every week, every week, year after year. And I'm saying, Lord, and I started praying the Psalms where I would actually pray. The, I, and I still do that even to this day. I'll read a scripture and then pray back through it. That's pretty typical every Sunday. Whatever passage of Scripture we read, and we do read the Word in service, I pray back through that Scripture. But I needed to enrich those prayers. And so I found the Valley of Vision, and I began to take to, to read those and take portions of that very powerful, rich verbiage and incorporate it in my priestly prayer. Yes pastoral prayer. And so it was more than just prayers that I read. It was prayers that found their way into my praying for this congregation. congregation. Yeah. And um, so I, I would tear up books of Valley of the Vision, tear the pages out. <laughs> right. Take them with you into take the pulpit. Take them into the pulpit and, and underline the section that I wanted to include in the prayer. And so it was interesting because people began to hear praying at a much more rich, um, very theologically deep, theologically deep, yeah. uh, um, you know, familiarity breeds contempt is, is a truism. And you can't, it, when you preach to the same people for 50 years, you're, you're very easily trapped into saying things the same way. And that doesn't move people that doesn't move the needle spiritually because it's just too familiar. So being able to speak about the same great truths 
and finding fresh language to say it hmm. is what that what you found book provided for me and um, and I used it for years and years until uh, it was embedded in me and I, I kind of set it aside and then every once in a while even to this day I'll pull some of those prayers out and incorporate them in my prayers and it eventually led to a book that my kids uh, had published <laughs> where they took my prayers from those Sundays, selected them, and did a book <laughs> on the the prayers that they heard me give in the pulpit. The, my kids did that. Because they asked me, people asked me to publish those prayers, and I said, I'm never going to do that because those are prayers. So my kids, they did who it. are now adults, <laughs> then don't have to do what Dad tells them to do, <laughs> uh, had that book printed, and they thought that and it's very much, um, I'll give you a copy, it's very much um, in the flavor of uh, both Valley of Vision and sort of praying through the Scripture. Yeah. You know, they're, they're delightful. You, you can just go back to them. And I, I was coming back to, it's just in my mind here, thinking of something you'd said in terms of talking about the doctrine of God, talking about worship through some of these, your desire as a pastor to lead this congregation into true and pure, biblically faithful worship. Mm -hmm. It also has to do with that proper view of ourselves. Sure. And, you know, we, we don't have a lot of prayer of confession. No, no. really important insight, Steve. Uh, no. The, and this has it. Oh, well, that, that's where you're driving. Uh, in, the con in the contemporary millennial church, yeah. You think anybody's going to confess anything or anybody's going to admit anything? I mean, it's all, you know, God loves you the way you are and isn't life wonderful and you can be Accepts. successful. You're fully accepted. Yeah, you're accepted the way you are. There's no brokenness. There's no penitence. There's no hmm. heart sickness. But but those prayers are full of that because that's how people need to pray. Hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely right. Um you know, we, we are a throwback church. We, we are an anomaly church. We, we talk about this all the time. Uh, we do things, going back to the first book we talked about, the way the New Testament sort of lays it out, and we're still doing it this many years later. And I think one of the amazing blessings in our church is we, we take in about 100 new members a month, and we think about 80% of them, a little more maybe, are... 30s and under, every single month, and it's, it's been amazing. that way for 10 years. And, you know, I think we just need to realize this, too. Where are we? We're right next to Burbank. Well, yeah. We're, we're miles away Hollywood. from Hollywood. And, and they don't want any are. of it here. Yeah, they, 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 they don't want any of that. They can get all of the entertainment they want somewhere else. They don't need it here. How can yeah. you compete when you have Universal well, Studios right, right down the yeah, road and Disney? Yeah. Right. So you're here to just bring us, bring this congregation before the presence of a holy right. God. We don't want to make it as much like the world as possible. We want to make it as much like heaven as possible. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, the Valley of Vision, these wonderful Puritan prayers by Arthur Bennett. And uh, we, we've had quite a few Puritans pop up here. Uh, you know, I think, Steve, somebody told me that that book has kind of stayed in print, or at least for a while, because our bookstore and our Grace Books, that's great. And I, I, maybe Ligonier does too, yeah. distributes so many of them. Yeah, that's great. I hope that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope it's still in print.
It is. It's yeah. still in print and uh, in multiple, multiple editions that people can also buy multiple yeah. copies. Rip the pages out and just take them with them. Right. That's what you should do. Is one get a hard get a paperback one, and just rip and the then pages get a leather bound one if you can find one. <laughs> That's great. We give them as gifts, by the way, to donors at Grace to You. Leather bound copies of Valley of Vision. Well, this has just been a delight talking to you. You've written so many books. Your books have influenced so many people, and your preaching, and just the, the faithful exposition of God's Word that shows up from the pulpit and the printed page and over grace to you. And for us to just spend a little bit of time and sort of peel back into that foundation behind all of that ministry. This has been delightful. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's, it is for me because I have so much respect and love for you personally to start with. But secondly, you, you understand how, and you have drawn out of me, how these books actually are not just, oh, that's a book I like, but these are life ministry shaping books. Books really can influence us. Yeah. They do. That's right. And that's why we need to read good ones right. and, and put good ones in front of people. Right. Every, every faithful Christian should be an avid reader hmm. of good books. Well, this has been a delightful time, a great season of Open Book, and thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for listening to Open Book, a podcast about the power of books and the people they've shaped. Want more of Open Book? Listen to past episodes at openbookpodcast.com or find the show in any podcast app or on iTunes. Open Book is a listener-supported outreach of Ligonier Ministries.